Hello once again, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Goldie and Ice podcast. I am Steve Goldstein of Florida Panthers television broadcast, and it's go time. It starts for real. Uh, There's so much to unpack. First off, what a job by the NHL. What a job by the medical folks for the Florida Panthers and every team in really getting this NHL season restarted for the most part without a hitch. I mean, we didn't hear arguments about the agreement. We didn't hear about a huge number of positive tests, especially once teams formally got to training camp. Um, And you just didn't hear a lot of the chatter that we've heard in other sports about arguing and and players mad or, you know, management mad um, or at odds. They just got this thing together in a time where um, I think it's pretty refreshing. I think it's pretty refreshing that both sides, of course, they didn't get every single thing they wanted, but they felt it was more important at this time with the pandemic going on to um, to get the sport back. So I'm pretty proud to be uh, to be involved in it. I think they all did a phenomenal job and um, we're ready to go. So we're ready to go here on the Goldie on Ice podcast, the playoff edition. We always thank our sponsors very much. Uh, without them, it wouldn't be possible. So please take a moment and listen to them in a little while and their messages um, thank Brett Markowitz, who's our producer here on the Goldie on Ice podcast. Game one. Uh, it is even more intriguing now after the way the Panthers played in their exhibition game against Tampa, in which case didn't really play in their exhibition game against Tampa. I'm not sure if the Panthers took it as a flat-out exhibition. Thought maybe the Lightning would also. But certainly Tampa was at a different speed, a different level, um, intensity-wise. Not that they were overly intense, but uh, I thought Sergei Bobrovsky put it best on Thursday when he had his media chat, the Zoom chat, um, when he said, we have to take it up a level or actually two levels. And he's 100% right. So uh, from all counts, it was an intense practice Thursday in Toronto. Um, You know, the team spoke about it, addressed that game. Uh, There was video shown of that game, and hopefully it serves as the ultimate wake-up call. You know, every team has played an exhibition game or is playing an exhibition game while in the bubbles in Toronto and Edmonton, and I say of the 24 teams, I didn't watch all the games, Um, so some of them just going by the scores. Of the 24 teams, I'm going to say 75%, like, played pretty well, pretty hard at least. Um... The Islanders were one of them. You know, it was a pretty intense game against the Rangers for a practice game. So the Panthers were in that group that, you know, really didn't have much spark. Now, I saw the St. Louis game. They didn't have much spark. But, hey, they're going into a round-robin tournament. They're not playing for their lives until they get to the first round of the actual playoffs. And they're in a best-of-seven, and they're the Stanley Cup champs. So you can understand that from their standpoint. So uh, I think the Panthers will come out flying on Saturday. The game is at 4 o'clock. Of course, if the Rangers-Carolina game decides to play triple overtime, uh, it'll be pushed you know, forward. But we're on the air on Fox Sports Florida. We'll be on at 3.30 with the pregame and 4 o'clock with face-off. And it was certainly uh, different calling the game from a studio off monitors instead of being at the game. But I uh, hope those that watch the game um, you know, enjoyed it as much as you could. You know, 5-0 loss for the Panthers. The good news is, on defense, looks like Mackenzie Weger and Aaron Ekblad will be back in the lineup. So, 
that's a big plus. Um, as we know, the Panthers have struggled to keep the puck out of their own net over the last years. Um, and then you go and take, clearly, their best defenseman in Aaron Ekblad and, you know, their top pair when Uyghur's on. I mean, can make the case he's the second, third best defenseman on the team. Uh, so you take those two guys out of the lineup. Certainly it hurts not making excuses for that effort against Tampa, but defensively against uh, one of the best top lines in hockey, even without Stamkos, which is, tells you all you need to know about Tampa. Kucherov, Point, and Palat on the wing, uh, they're still great. And you had Stamkos in there and flat out deadly. Um, and the Lightning certainly hit the ground running. They played a very good game, even without Stamkos and Hedman. So you take away your top defense pairing against that line, and you saw what happened. They basically did all the damage, four of the five goals, I believe 10 points in the game. So uh, a lot to bounce back for for the Panthers, um, and it may serve them well for this team over the next, you know, the last 48 hours um, leading into the Islander game after having an effort like that. I don't think Joel Quenville drastically changes anything as far as the lineup from what he was going to do. And I'll, I'll tell you why. A, it was just an exhibition game. I don't think you're going to go off the right off the bat and shuffle up lines. Now, if the first period or the first half of that game, it doesn't go well, all bets are off. Joel Quenville will not hesitate, especially in a five-game series, to switch things up, pull the trigger in a hurry. Um, and the other reason I don't think he changes anything from what was planned, which, by the way, was Uyghur and Ekblad, Stillman and Strawman, who is the only pair that played in the exhibition game together the whole game. Uh, and then Matheson with Yandel. And the forward lines, Vetrano, Barkov, Dadnoff. He did make the change on Wednesday, putting Huberdeau up there. And Vetrano kind of got knocked down a few lines. The Triple H line, Huberdeau, Halla, Hoffman, Walmart with Boyle and Connolly, and Sevier, Achari, and Pesic. Here's why I don't think he makes the changes. Number one, it was only a, a couple reasons. Only an exhibition game, and that's the way they were practicing for two weeks and planning. So you're kind of really pushing, you know, you, you, may, you may give your signal to players you're pushing the panic button. Um, the other thing is, you know, four players who are knocking on the door to try to get in the lineup played in the game and really didn't show, along with anybody else, much of anything more than anybody else, with the exception, I think, of Brady Keeper. He had himself a decent game. At least you noticed him. Um, tried to push things offensively. Made some things happen. Um, but as far as Josh Brown, as far as Alexi Sarla and Dominic Toninato, um, you know, they just played the game. There was no standout performance by any of them. So perhaps had one of those guys that was not projected to be in the game one lineup done something above and beyond I still don't think in my personal opinion a change would would be made uh, but it would at least be more you, know, you lend more credence to it so they'll go in with the lineup I believe on Saturday afternoon and see how it goes and it's going to be intriguing certainly the Islanders as we know are one of the most maybe the most buttoned down teams in the NHL uh, they stick to their system, a big, strong team, and they got a lot of big guys that can, that know how to play the game, you know, and they and they take their identity to heart. So great matchups. 
uh, should point out the Islanders are the home team to start the series. So Barry Trotz will have the matchups more so with the last change. You figure he goes strength against strength. I'm not so sure. Uh, I think Joel Quenville will give a try to the Achari line at times against the Islanders' top line. Uh, I'm not sure if Trotz tries to go with that Sezikis-Martin-Clutterbuck line against the Barkov line at all. It's going to be interesting. Or does Barry Trotz just go strength against strength, Barzell against Barkov, and see how it goes? So uh, those are certainly some things to keep an eye on. I think all of those Panther centers have a huge job ahead of them. Um, not only is Barzell so talented uh, and can handle the puck and holds onto the puck, but then you got Brock Nelson, big, strong guy as a second-line center. And, hey, Jean-Gabriel by Pajot came over at the deadline. I know the team didn't play well once they got him, but here's a guy that had great success in 2017 in the playoffs with Ottawa, which, by the way, his line mate is a former Panther and was on that team, Derek Broussard, and so was Mike Hoffman on the Panthers. So we'll have a little reunion of sorts. That, that team actually, you forget about it. They came oh so close, a goal away from going to the Stanley Cup Finals. They lost in the uh, double overtime to Pittsburgh in Game 7. The Penguins went on to win the Stanley Cup. So you've got Barzell, Nelson, Pajot, and then Casey Sezikis, who had been out with injury, a huge part of the Islander team against Barkov, Halla, Walmart, and Boyle, and Achari. So very intriguing the way this thing will match up in the middle. Uh, those are some of the things to look for. I look forward to game one. As always, we appreciate your support. Tell your friends, spread the word, subscribe, download, wherever you find podcasts right here on the Goldie on Ice podcast. Let's get a moment to uh, listen in to some messages from our wonderful sponsors. I hope you all enjoy the Stanley Cup qualifying round beginning game number one Saturday. Uh, we'll have it for you on Fox Sports Florida. Then we'll be back uh, after each game here on the podcast with uh, the review and the preview. Time to tell you about Ken Morris and Morris Southeast Group. We appreciate Ken being a supporter of the podcast right from the beginning. Now, for all you folks out there, if you own commercial real estate, if you're looking to lease or purchase, call Ken. He represents buyers, sellers, landlords, and tenants. 954-240-4400. That's 954-240-4400 for Ken Morris. He's a class guy, a straight shooter, qualified and knowledgeable. He's the type of guy you want to do business with. And he's a South Florida guy with a great reputation. Again, it's Ken Morris and his group, which does an outstanding real estate job. 954-240-4400. Time to take a moment out to tell you about something very important, the fight against pediatric cancer. And we're doing that through SIDES, the SIDES Foundation. Sydney Lister at age 15 battled Ewing sarcoma and she beat it and she's doing great today. Out of that struggle came SIDES, a foundation formed to fight pediatric cancer, to help fund children's cancer research and help South Florida families with kids fighting the disease. Dave Lister is Sid's dad. He's in charge of SIDES and does so much for those families. So I encourage you to help out. Check out SIDES on Facebook, their Facebook page, S-I-D-E-S. Uh, everything is on there. Or you can also call this important number, 954 594 5763. That's 954-594-5763. Help us, help Dave Lister, and help everybody fight pediatric cancer and help out families that need it through the SIDES Foundation.
Orient and Associates Management Group is a prime subcontractor out of Hollywood, Florida. So all of you prime contractors out there, he provides any construction services needed. Call Orient and ONA today at 954-922-8660. Online, it's onamanagementgroup.com. They also handle hauling. If you have demolition waste, non-hazardous material, they handle your trucking needs. More than 25 years of experience, you can trust their professionalism. Again, it's 954-992-8660 for Orion and ONA Management. 